Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, sports fans, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Justin Rapoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back here. Um, so far, a little, little more pleasant uh, in terms of our NFL rooting interest this week. Um, mostly for me because my team hasn't let me down yet this week. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, week twelve, that's where we're at. And a lot has happened, uh, good and bad. A lot of interesting things related to our ongoing battle with the coronavirus. Oh my gosh. That certainly uh, hit certain NFL teams hard this Ooh. week. Well, so much so that they're, unless you are playing on Monday or Tuesday, which gives you a little bit of a hint as to how things are going, um, your facilities are closed on Monday and Tuesday. Mandatory across the league unless you're playing a game. So. Right. Yeah, kind of a step backwards there. The biggest thing, I don't know, which is the bigger thing? A game getting moved from Thursday night to Sunday to Tuesday or a team playing today without any quarterbacks on their roster? I, I'm so, not sure which is crazier. So this is an interesting thing to me because um, 
my my brother-in-law <laughs> um, brought up the point. Who my brother-in-law who lives in Denver um, and uh, brought up the point to my mom who's a Ravens fan like. How exactly do you get to put in for just having your game moved as opposed to having to have your game played without a quarterback? Um, he was just kind of talking about how, you know, the, the Broncos, like, they get to have... Yeah, the, so the Broncos, like, they had to play without a quarterback today. And the Ravens, who have had, I think, five straight days now with somebody testing positive... Um, and maybe longer than that, actually. Um, but it's, it's basically, they kept, had their game moved twice. Whereas the Broncos were like, they were like, nope, tough. You got to play. Now I understand that. And I, I heard some people talking this morning that they're not going to do the Broncos any favors because it came out that the Broncos weren't necessarily following protocols in wearing masks and things in the, in the quarterback room or in the quarterback meeting or whatever it was. I don't know the exact details, but clearly weren't following all the guidelines at all the times. And they're like, okay, well that's part of it. But the Ravens weren't either because a, a staffer got disciplined. You know what I mean? So like, it's not like the, everybody was following exactly what was supposed to be happening there. But I think they nailed it when they said, they don't really care about the Broncos because the Broncos aren't a potential playoff team right now. Like they view the Ravens as still a potential playoff team. You have last year's MVP on the team who tested positive. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and let's be honest, Saints Broncos wasn't a premier matchup to begin with. Steelers Ravens is a premier matchup. Like they want that to happen and NBC wants it to happen because that's one of the games they get. Um, even if they, when that game was scheduled to be played this afternoon, it was going to be on NBC nationally, I believe, um, which would have been interesting to see how that kind of affects ratings. Because Sunday, people, there's a lot of talk about ratings, but like red zone and stuff like that changes the rating game completely, in my opinion, um, especially on a Sunday like this. Like I didn't turn on Fox or CBS at all today to watch a game. I left it on red zone the whole time because I wasn't, while I was interested in certain games, none of the teams that like people in my household were rooting for were playing in any of those games. So we just had red zone on the entire time. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I think it is interesting how they're handling it slightly differently in the different scenarios. Um, I think that games being moved is a bigger deal in just in the instance of, I feel like the Ravens, I think they have like something like 18 players now that are potentially on this, including at least seven starters. Um, and it doesn't seem to be going down anytime soon. So, yeah. and the problem at this point in the, se in the season is like, what do you do? Like, right. what do you do at this point in the season? It was one thing when it was in week three and four and you could readjust and they were changing schedules and all that stuff. Well, we've already lost this week, this coming week's um, Thursday night game. It was supposed to be Ravens Cowboys, I think. Um, yes. And we, we lost that game. So that's the game's not happening on Thursday anymore. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's the thing. Um, so pretty sure I lost my video feed here. So this is a, a wonderful start to this week's <laughs> episode. That's for sure. Of course. Um, but that's okay. We're still recording. I don't think the video is going through anymore. Um, well, maybe it is. So. Um, no, definitely looks like we're frozen. Um, 
So we're going to keep continuing talking here. I'm going to see if I can reconnect. I'm not really sure this is literally the first time this has ever happened. Um, but we'll see if we can get back on the video. But yeah, so NFL Week 12, not without its share of drama and upsets. And that's not even talking about coronavirus stuff that, that Justin has already mentioned. I guess we should probably start from the beginning. Let's go back to um, Thursday. Yeah. Steelers-Ravens not happening in primetime that night. But we had two other games, the two teams that normally host on Thanksgiving uh, on at the, the lunchtime game, 12:30 game was Houston at Detroit and then the evening game and the late afternoon game was Washington at Dallas. And to uh, neither game really went the way I expected. I especially the second one, I thought after Dallas's win over Minnesota, I thought they would look I much thought they, better. I thought they had found the uh I thought they found the formula. You know, they fed Zeke the ball. Um and they got enough out of Andy Dalton. And the defense, while not great, was good enough. And, yeah, apparently that formula didn't work again. Now, there were some other factors, too, but, whew. Yeah. Yeah, they, they laid an egg, man. Like, you look at it, and some of it, what was some of that play calling? Like, some of the decision-making. I don't And I know. don't even necessarily mean the play calling. Like, generally, I've been, uh, like bashing their play calling this year, like saying like you need to get Zeke the ball more. But like in terms of like that fake punt, like they went for it on another fourth down earlier in the game. Like they, those were two huge swings of momentum uh, for Washington and Washington took advantage of both. Yeah. It was just not ideal. Like not ideal at all. No, it, uh, it wasn't a great, a great event for the Cowboys. No. Oh, and they had a couple more linemen go down injured during the game. Yeah. Where they were already thin and got some guys back, but um, to see Zach, to see Zach Martin like hobble off the field in, in, in obvious pain. Um, I know one of the tackles that went down earlier in the game had come. It looked like he had come back onto the sideline. I don't know that he came back into the game, but like. Yeah, just seeing some of that is is kind of crazy. Um, but still, I don't. And did Zeke have a fumble? Like, yes, I, he I, did. I, I believe yeah. that he did. So I think I was out for a walk at that point. But like Zeke had a fumble. But they, like, you still gotta feed him the ball, man. Like he's your like in this this team's formula. You gotta give him the ball, right? And they just chose not to and. Made some other odd decisions, and the defense couldn't st get stops when they needed stops. And yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. My Alex Smith for Washington is what Andy Dalton should be for the Cowboys. Except right. Andy Dalton doesn't even need to do as much because he has so many weapons there. Right. Whew, yeah. It, it's just surprise. So surprising to me how bad Dallas is. This year, and I know because recently, they should still they should still be by far the best team in the division. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I 
And I thought they were going to, I honestly, I thought they were going to win the division. I thought so they were going to beat Washington. I thought they were going so to. So did I. I mean, we talked about it last week with Paul yeah. that based on the remaining schedule, Dallas should win this division. Yeah. And I'm just very surprised how badly they played for a majority of the season. Do you think McCarthy's job is in jeopardy? After so, so waiting so long, I sent, you, I sent you a text earlier today, unre- kind of unrelated to the Cowboys, but in that I said, Basically, I was asking if you're Eric Bieniemy, and you could go anywhere you want. And I said, including any team that potentially could have a coaching change. Yeah, we, see, we, I wasn't include... thinking about this at the time. So at the time, that was one of the teams I was distinctly thinking of as I don't necessarily think they're going to, but I would include them in that conversation. Does that make sense? So, like right. in that, in those, if I was going to list teams that I would l- allow for that discussion for Eric Bieniemy to consider that Dallas was going to be one of them because I think if they don't if they don't win so let's see they were through 12 weeks they have five games left uh, Dallas yes. um yes if they don't they win three and eight I think they're I think they're three and eight yeah because didn't everyone have three wins yes yes they're three and eight I think if they don't get the six wins it he could be gone. And I don't know that they win three more games. I don't know. Like they could, they could, they could win the remaining games because they could be getting a Ravens team next week that's decimated, right? You know, like, and no offense, like I love him, but like Trace McSorley could be starting for the Ravens next week. You know, like, what about RG three? I, I just right, yeah. I I don't know who's going to be available and who's not there, but like, you know, you you just look at like. I, I don't know. But I, I don't know that they... Yeah, I... Whew. Like, would you even be confident that Dallas would win that game? Like, they, they should win that game. They should win that game, yes. But I don't... I'm not confident that they would. Um, But, like, here's the thing with McCarthy. It's not like... You know, sometimes you get that new coach in there, and it's, it's brand new, and you gotta change the culture, and you gotta do all that stuff. No. Like... They took a step back. Right. They were supposed to go from good to great under McCarthy. Like, that was the goal, right? Like, good to great. They've gone from good to terrible. Yeah, I... I... They've taken more than one step back. And here's the thing. They weren't that good with Dak either. Their offense was much better. Their defense was still horrendous, and they were a mediocre team. Now, with Dak, they'd be a few games up in this division already. Like, I think that's safe to say. If Dak was the quarterback this year, they'd be a few games up on the division just because the division is so what, bad. Did he get hurt in week game four? I, I thought it was week five, like game, game, five, four, five, but game five. It's right around there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we're back on video, okay, thankfully. Okay. And here's something that I never noticed because I don't ever watch live okay. Facebook videos very often. That's yeah, a either. talk show thing. There is live closed captioning. Hmm. As we talk, you can see the words, which is kind of cool. I I never know like anyone that has to watch it on mute or has to do it for a, a, you know, accessibility reason is very cool. So bravo for a change to Facebook for something. Right. right. That's pretty awesome. Like the only time in, again, this is something that I've learned in the last nine months. (laughs) Um, 
is that like we can do that on Google Meets at, okay. at school. Like yeah. you can turn on the closed captioning there again for people who may need to see that, especially it can be really nice. Um, sometimes for people that like, because you can't like show your face, like, so when I have students in class and on the computer right. at the same time, like sometimes like, they can't necessarily read what you're saying. But anyway, that was a completely side track note, but yeah. So Dallas laid an egg. So you had Houston win in Detroit and that was the nail in the coffin, apparently for Matt Patricia and the GM. Um, I saw a, a headline today that a number of a significant number of um, Detroit fans made thirteen dollar contributions to um, uh, oh, Deshaun Watson's uh, charity uh, because one dollar for each win Matt Patricia had gotten in his three years and in wow. Detroit. But like the number of people did it because like saying like thank you for yeah, actually got him getting this done, you know. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where it's always like kind of like, oh man, really. But like, hey, th- of all the things that could be done with those thirteen dollars, it's probably one of the more productive things. So, uh, kudos, right? Um, but so like, I, yeah, it, it's just. Detroit was was terrible. That has to be a rebuild, right? Like you have to kind of start from scratch. But but I'll tell you what. Did you see? I'm sure you did. There were there was no short supply of former Detroit Lions who Matt Patricia had shipped out. Yeah. To hop on and just kind of let their take, like Darius Slay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just being like, you know, I was the problem, and and think he's been the best defender in the Eagles secondary by far all year. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of interesting how uh, how that works out. Um, yet yet another Belichick disciple that can't did, get it done did elsewhere. Not, did not go well. Has, and who's the best? O'Brien. O'Brien is the best, most Absolutely. successful one. Division championships, multiple. Um. Yeah. Playoff wins. Yeah. A few, I think, right. here or there. Yeah. Um, I would say it has to be O'Brien, though, because who else is it? What's I mean? Cornell didn't have success. No. Cornell has, Cornell have has re- revived himself as a coordinator. I feel like he's again. done that a few, oh, as a coordinator. Yeah. 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 But yeah but I, like it has. I, you're right. I, I feel like it has things. to be O'Brien, and I honestly don't know that it's that close yet. Um, an interesting to one to watch would be Joe Judge in New York. Like, mm-hmm. how does that go yet? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I hope it goes terribly, and I hope it's another <laughs> example. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I they, the Lions never should have fired Jim Caldwell. No, no. With. Did you see that stat? Yeah. Like in the last like. Since 1999 or whatever, they like, however, I, I forget the exact stat, but basically th- all of their good seasons, except like one in the last like two decades have come under Jim Caldwell. Like it's crazy. And they fired him. Yeah. I, I, well, I remember us being like, how, like, I, I think, cause didn't he, didn't he get fired after back to back like nine and seven seasons or something yeah, like that? Yeah, but they made the playoffs in the first one of those. I think they might have missed the playoffs in the second one of those or something, but like, I, yeah. It's just amazing what these million and billion dollar 
ownership groups, individuals, families. I, I don't know if it's a combination of... And it's the Ford family. Like, they have an idea of what, like, longevity in business takes, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> they probably are, like, the oldest business family of, like, any of the NFL ownership teams, right? right. Like, it goes uh, hundred over, what, 110 years? Right. 120 right. years. So, like... Um, I just... Is it something where the owners are not hiring the right people or are they meddling? Is well, it see, a, like, and, like last week with the Eagles, is it a combination of both? Right. Like I, I, cause I don't look at the lions and the Ford family the same way as Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. No, 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 cause no. Jerry Jones is the guy. He controls right, everything. Right. I thought the Fords were kind of a little bit I, hands off. I not agree. completely, I agree. but, but then, but so are they, but do they have the final say on, who get who? I feel like you have coaches, to. Like, but that's some owners are just like, no, my operations people handle all that. Right, right. But is that true? Is I I don't know. It's I feel like if you're firing a nine and seven coach, that has to get approval from the from the owner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they have to sign off on it, even if they're saying like, oh, that's not my decision. Right. Like, they have to sign off on that because you don't fire the guy who took you to the playoffs two years ago when you're the Lions. Like. Just imagine being above 500 multiple years for the Lions, and they're like, mm, not good enough. Like, you feel like Jim Caldwell wouldn't be like, you remember this is the Lions, right? Like, <sighs> I just feel like he's kind of sitting back today, just thinking like, hmm. Right. No, he's probably a bigger person than that. But, <laughs> well, oh, man. So the Lions end up getting destroyed by the Lions. It was a relatively back and, and forth sloppy and two close game. Bad games in a row for them. So like again, one of those where Patricia it, it's hard to argue that Patricia hadn't lost that team, right? Like after right. they laid an egg two weeks in a row. Whew. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't great. It certainly wasn't ideal by any means, but again, I I just wonder though how different are things if just a couple things go a different way this year for them? Like, what if they beat the Colts week one? Um, or was it the Bears? They beat, the, I think it was the Bears week one, um, where DeAndre Swift drops the ball in the end zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. wasn't week one against the Colts Ouch, because yeah, the Colts lost to the Jags week one. Um, you know, like, but like, if, if that one game changes, like, how does that change things? You know, like, I, I don't know. But whew. so both winning teams on Thanksgiving score 41 points and end the day at four and seven. The Lions drop to four and seven. The Cowboys drop to three and eight. And then we get to our Sunday games. We're going to go in order based on NFL.com. And uh, it's an interesting one to start with because it was a blowout of epic proportions, a 37 point spread. But not the way I think many people would have expected it to be. Right. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Las Vegas Raiders 43 to 6. Yeah. Now, it's in Atlanta, and Atlanta generally plays better at home. The, uh, you know, it's a, it's, I think it's the dome thing. The dome teams generally play better at home. Most NFL teams generally play better at 
at home. I the only one I can think of of somewhat recent memory was Eli Manning and the Giants for a long time were better on the road yeah. than they were at home. But by and large, statistically speaking, you're better at home. The Falcons are no different than anyone else. But they've been having a rough year. Entering the game, they were three and seven. The Raiders were six and four, albeit coming off the loss last week. But everyone thought that the Raiders were prone to make the playoffs this year after missing it the last three years. Everyone thought about that, thought that about them last year though, too, when they started six and four, they then finished seven and nine, losing five of six. Well, here they are again, getting blown out this week after losing last week. Terrible. They looked awful. Way too many penalties. Ineffective offense. Defense couldn't stop anyone. Yeah. And you know what it started, and they were talking about it during the broadcast today, was, man, this team finished 1-5 and five on the last six games last year. And that's all they're going to hear that's about this hear, week. Yep. Be- not just because they lost, like, but the way they lost. They looked lifeless. No so, victory laps today, I guess. No, no, not, not really. Um, so They were a minute and a half away from beating the Chiefs last week. Right. Now, I say that. A minute and a half away from beating the Chiefs is like, that could be two scores for the Chiefs, but like, um, yeah, like they scored with a minute and twenty-two seconds left in the game to take the lead last week, and everyone's thought was, "Oh, you left way too much time for Mahomes." Not that I'm not saying they should have taken longer to score. I just mean like there were a lot of people, including myself, who were like, "I think Mahomes is going to lead them down and score here," and that's exactly what they did. Right, but like you're you were a minute and a half from sweeping the series with the chiefs this year and being one game off the lead for the division. Right. And possibly the two seed in the AFC. And now all of a sudden if people are like, I don't know if they're a playoff team because you've looked, you looked awful today. You haven't looked bad. They didn't look bad last week, but they looked awful today and they finished the season terribly last year. And, not just like look bad. Like if they would have played like this against the Chiefs, it would have been like, oh, they're not in that class, but they could still get in the playoffs. Right. No, they played good against the Chiefs, but lost. They played terrible against a bad team today. But so they have five games left, as most teams do. They have three absolutely must win, and then two that probably should win because they're against teams that you're fighting for a playoff spot with. So next week they go. To the Jets. Oh, gosh. Obviously but, a must win. Okay, yes. But think about that. They just flew east. Right. That va- Got Vegas, Vegas is a further flight than people. Oh. I, I say that. I've flown to Vegas. Rush. I know. Yeah. I took a red eye home, yeah. too. Yeah. It's uh, it's not, not great. Uh, not no, great. No, it's uh, a it's long. Three and a half hours, I think. Three and a half to four yeah, hours. Yeah, it's like, it's a long flight. You're in the west time zone right. in Vegas. Yes. Um. Yeah, it, it's 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 a long flight. So to to fly to Atlanta, to fly, I assume they're flying back, especially during COVID. During a normal year, they may stay east this week. You know, I know they're not super close, but instead of flying back and forth this late in the season, sometimes right. they'll they stay. spend a day in Atlanta. They fly up to New York. They right. find somewhere to do right. walk around, stay in a hotel. But yeah, no, I assume they're probably flying back to Vegas, and then you know next Saturday they're probably flying back out. Right. To the East Coast to take on the Jets at MetLife Stadium. The Jets, I mean, we'll get to, to eventually today. Maybe we'll. I don't know. I mean, my Dolphins won, so I'm happy about it. They didn't look great, but they got the win. Got, got a win. Um, but I, 
the Jets are getting healthier now. Yeah, which they is- said, and it's kind of crazy that it took this long, but I understand. It's the first time all year Donald had all, all his starting receivers, receivers. Right. Like, I think Wentz might still be waiting for that for the <laughs> yeah. Eagles, but like, you get it. Hopefully by week one, 2021. It won't happen because Jackson probably won't. Well, yes, by, by next year, yes. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, I don't, I don't know what to think about the Raiders right now. I, I just, I don't. They, they didn't look good. They didn't look bad last week. They were hanging with no. the Chiefs, but this week they looked absolutely awful. Now they got to go to the Jets. They have to win that game. Then they host the Colts. That's a huge game. It's a huge one. And what huge are you going to get from them? But then they host the Chargers, which is a game they must win. That's one they have that's to a win. Tough that. one because the Chargers are just. They're so inconsistent. They're they're a good team that gets outdone by their coaching staff at times. Anthony Lynn, in the first half, took a timeout with 18 seconds left to punt. Dude, what are you doing? Make the Bills use a timeout. Um, Now, that is on a short week. That's a Thursday night game. By the way, Anthony Lynn did the same thing last week. The same thing. Yeah, he's done. He's gone. Oh, absolutely. Um, Then... So so after going back to back East Coast games, the Raiders host three in a row. Colts, Chargers on Thursday, and then they get a long week to prep for the Dolphins, which is a huge game for both teams. Yeah, that, trying to get one of those three wild playoff, spots. That is going to be a playoff um, implication game. And actually, this is that listed here as possibly being a Saturday game the day after Christmas. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Then the last week is a must win at the Broncos. You have to beat the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to beat the Jets, Chargers, and Broncos. And then probably because you're what, six and four, and you get, say, three wins, you're at nine and four. You have to wait, is that right? No, they're six and five, right? They're six and five. Six and five. So you're nine and five with wins over the Jets, Chargers, and Broncos. You have to at least beat the Colts or Dolphins. Now you get both of them at home. But you have to travel to the Jets and the Broncos. Broncos beating them in the last week to ruin the Broncos draft spot and to hey help a, help out. A few years ago, the like get it Dolphins one. two out of three years are back to back years. All they had to do was like win one of their last three games, and they didn't do it. Right, two years in a row or two right. out of three years. I was pulling. Well, and my here's hair the out. thing. Here's the thing. If these, if the first few of these games, if they slip up in one of those, the pressure is going to be on. Like, don't get me wrong. If they lose to the Jets next week, there it's the full-on sirens to fall to six and six with a loss to the Jets. Yeah, that would be nightmare scenario. They're not going to lose to the Jets though; they'll beat the Jets. But after that, man, it'll, it'll be interesting. So let's move on. Chargers at Bills. We we're talking about head coach Anthony Lynn just head scratching issues, not just with timeouts, but also play calling at the end of the game. Oh my gosh, it's just super weird. How? Bad could that have been? Like, and also to be honest, if you're Justin Herbert, how do you not call something different? I Justin Herbert, I really like what he's done this year. I think he should be rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, quite possibly. Burrow would have been um, right, but well, Justin Jefferson's got to be in that. Oh, you're right, you're right. Justin Jefferson's got to um, be. I'm trying to think of yeah, a huge some... game today. Yeah, we we know right. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, all good things. All good things. Um, so Bills win 27-17. They move to 8-3 and three and um, sit atop the AFC East. This is the first time the Bills have beat the Chargers. Josh Allen tried to give it away, though. 12 Man. years. Hey, I wish he would have. Right. 
He did I his wish best. He would have. Um, Buffalo now sits at eight and three. They also obviously have five games to play. They have to go to San Francisco for next Monday, which is a sneaky matchup. So that's a tough one because San Francisco is getting healthy and San they had Francisco a heck of a is win. getting healthier and looked better beating the Rams today. And that's in San Fran. You said. It's well, well, no, no, no it's, it's not. not. It's no, Arizona, it's not. I'm no, guessing. it's not. Yes, you're um, right. can't play in San Francisco, so that game will be moved. Say, they should play that one in Vegas. That's that can't be a far flight. That would be pretty cool. Play to Mexico. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, yes. Crossing crossing <laughs> country borders during the coronavirus. Yeah, that'll go well. <laughs> if you can't play in San Francisco, they could probably get there. They wouldn't be allowed to come back. That's true. Or or maybe not. They might not be allowed to go at the, at the way things are going right now. Regardless, Buffalo plays at San Francisco, wherever that ends up being. Um, so that'll be an interesting game for them. Um, I, go 49ers. Then they, <laughs> then they host Pittsburgh on December 13th. So just to be clear, you're going to be rooting for Richard Sherman next week, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Next week. I'm rooting for Robbie Gold. That's who I'm rooting hey, for. Hey, he hit the game winner today. So the Bills host the Steelers in two weeks from right now. And that's an interesting that's one, too, because too. it's a huge game in terms of the AFC. I, I don't think even if Buffalo would win, it helps them. I mean, they're still two games back no, no. for a home, you know, for home field or anything right. like that, especially because only the one seed has the bye this but year. That's huge for the Steelers. It, it's huge for the Steelers to continue. Possibly they're unbeaten because. Streak. Well, and if they lose one game, then they're tied with the Chiefs. Right. As it, of right now. Depending on what happens Tuesday. <laughs> so yes. we'll let you know next week. Maybe. How that Tuesday. how that went. Yeah. I'm I'm not But it's interesting to me the, the emotions of another team ch- trying to get to undefeated mark. No. Um I wouldn't hate it as much as New England getting there a few years ago, but then losing in the Super Bowl, which is all that really matters because no one else cares about the regular season. Right. Like if Pittsburgh doesn't, if Pittsburgh goes undefeated but doesn't win the Super Bowl, no one cares. No. It's an undefeated no. regular season, but no one talks about that no. other when it comes up like this. Um, so obviously, as a Dolphins fan, Look, I don't hate Pittsburgh, and lots of my family likes the Steelers. I don't want them to go undefeated in the regular season. They can, they can do, they can run the rest, whatever. It's fine. I know you see things very differently. You'd rather them lose every week, but no, uh, no, that's not true. Yes, it is. No, they played Dallas a few <laughs> weeks ago, and I wanted them to win that game, and they did, but barely. Um, but yeah, so Buffalo at San Francisco or wherever. Against Pittsburgh, those are two tough games, sneaky tough. At Denver, then, the following week before Christmas, they should win that game. But yeah. playing at Denver isn't always easy, no. as Miami found out last week. Then they have to go to New England on a Monday night after Christmas. And New- I don't know what to think about New England. I don't either, because New England could be playing for that for the for, wild card for spot. A wild card spot. And then they host Miami. So... I, and they could have the division locked up with no chance at a bye, but the Dolphins could be playing for the playoffs. Right. So, yeah, that, that's Buffalo's remaining schedule. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's interesting. They're at eight and three. Um, I don't think any of those are guaranteed wins. I don't know if any of them are guaranteed losses either. They I, could I honestly win all five of those, or they could go two and three. Yeah. So, I don't know. It Buffalo's a very up and down interesting team 
Um, you know, they started four and zero, lost two in a row to the Titans and Chiefs, won three in a row, and then lost in a fluke to Arizona. They're trying to give it away to the Chargers today. Now they're playing, a, getting healthier in a resurgent 49ers team. Their Steelers team that's undefeated. A Denver team that plays tough like, at home. I feel like we're destined for uh, a Bills-Browns playoff matchup. <laughs> yes. Um, well, but that I'd take it because Cleveland hasn't made the playoffs since, what, 2002? Right. Yeah, yeah. 2002? Yeah. So, Giants-Bengals, not a lot to say about this game, except that the Giants are now first place in the NFC least. Four wins, four and seven. They take over control from the Redskins, although the Eagles still pending tomorrow night, I think, can the, if the keep Eagles their win, hat in the if, ring. If the Eagles win, they're in first place because of the tie. <laughs> um, so, that's fun. Always fun. Um, Daniel Jones, though. Probably going to miss some weeks with a bad hamstring injury. Yeah, couldn't couldn't throw. He, yeah, he had to be, he came back in and, and had to be taken out. He took himself got, out. Got my oh my gosh, Colt McCoy still in the league moment today. I know. Yes. I'm telling you, man, something something happens when we talk about some random team or player event. Yeah. It happens the next week. Yeah. I just said to you, I'm the only thing that surprises me about this post is that Colt McCoy is still in the lead. And what happens <laughs> this week? Colt McCoy has to play. <laughs> Crazy, and then I did see a stat that this is like his eleventh season in the league. Wow! Because I was thinking, I was so like, it's been a while since Colt McCoy here's, was a here's thing. Here's a crazy Texas. one. I saw Colt McCoy his freshman year playing the Alamo Bowl at in San Antonio. We were in San Antonio just kind of like for a vacation, and Texas played Iowa in the Alamo Bowl, and we went because we were in San why Antonio. Not? Why not? It was great. Go to a game where I was kind of rooting for Iowa, but didn't really care, and like. There's Colt McCoy, who I knew because he was a freshman sensation at, at Texas. And um yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience. It was a cool stadium. Like it, it was the first time I'd ever been to a dome football game. Um, so that was pretty cool. I've actually been to two since now that I think of it. I've been to a game in Indy and a game in Atlanta. Atlanta was the Georgia Dome, so that was still also another like old dome style, but Indianapolis, that's like it's it's like a regular stadium just with a roof over the top. Like that's so cool. it gets really loud. Yeah. But it it was awesome. That was for the Big Ten Championship. That was that was incredible. Titans Colts. We just saw this what two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago, a little yeah. over two weeks ago. And Indianapolis took it to Tennessee, I think to the surprise yeah. of many. And that was in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> this game in Indianapolis. After the Colts got a good win last week. And we get the exact opposite. Titans take it to the Colts and wrestle first place in the AFC South away from Indianapolis. Tennessee improves to eight and three. Colts drop to seven and four, courtesy of the 45 to 26 victory from the Titans. Derrick Henry went off. The Colts have dominated this series of late. I think this is only Titans' fourth win against the Colts in the last like 10 years or something like that. Something crazy like that. But Tennessee got the better of them today. And like I said, division leaders right now with five weeks to play. And the Colts still have to play the Steelers. They play the week after the Bills and so the Steelers. So I have the Titans schedule up right here. I can pull the Colts one up. Let's talk about the Colts here. So um, Colts got that overtime victory against the Packers, you know, one of the better teams in the NFC just last week. Then they laid an egg here against the Titans. Now coming up, they get <laughs> – they're at Houston this Sunday. It's a big game. They go to Las Vegas the next Sunday. Then they host Houston. 
the following week. So they get Houston twice in three weeks. Then they have to go to Pittsburgh before finishing finishing at home with Jacksonville. Wow. Though, I mean, really, what are they sitting at seven and four? I mean, if they want to keep pace with Tennessee, I mean, they have to go probably four and one down the stretch. That's brutal with that schedule. Which which means you have to beat Houston, Las Vegas, Houston again, and probably Jacksonville. Or if you drop one of those other ones, you have to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So Colts, not too easy of a schedule sitting at seven and four with those five left. However, on the flip side, the Titans, it's a bit easier. Uh, this is a sneaky game. Um Cleveland this week, no, but it's I, in Tennessee. I think they, I think they destroy them. But I think unless two, they overlook two them. ground games though, two You're right. two ground You're games right. going at each other. So they host Cleveland this week. Go to Jacksonville. That's a must win right there, and he, that should be an easy win. Then they host Detroit again, a team all over the place doesn't have much of an identity. Right there, that should be at least two. Then they go to Lambeau Ooh. to play Green Bay. That could be an interesting game. Before finishing with Houston. So that could be an interesting game too, though. So Houston's an interesting one. I know we talked about them already, but like I didn't realize this. They started out terrible and O'Brien got fired. But if you look at their their first four games, I forget who exactly Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings. Yeah. Whew. Like I know the Vikings weren't that great at the beginning of the year, but they've kind of come around. But like Yeah. So and this is so they started own four lost thirty four to twenty to the Chiefs lost thirty three to sixteen to the Ravens lost twenty eight twenty one to Pittsburgh and lost thirty one twenty three to Minnesota. O'Brien's fired right after they start own four. The next week they beat Jacksonville thirty to fourteen. Right, so they, that's a game they should but win. They no lose at they Tennessee in overtime right. by by six. They they lose to Green Bay, one of the top three or four teams right. of the NFC. Have their bye, beat Jacksonville, lose to Cleveland by three, then beat the Patriots, beat the Lions, the Lions in convincing fashion. Right. Houston now has Colts, Bears, Colts, Bengals, Titans. Right. So there's a chance for them to kind of salvage a little bit of the season. But like in one way, like, oh man, they they played some tough teams and they lost. Yeah, but they've only really beat one decent team, and that was the Patriots. And I still don't know what to think of the Patriots, but like so okay, but but I mean they certainly can uh, be oh destroyers of dreams in terms of the well, AFC and the Titans South. could be definitely playing for something down the stretch and they play the Indianapolis a couple times and they play they uh, can the Titans, destroy like, so. the Colts dreams by yeah. beating them twice in three weeks. Well, they could help them if they if they beat beat Tennessee beat the Tennessee. last week of the season. Right. All right, so speaking of the Browns, who the Titans play um, next week. They beat the Jaguars today when they stopped the two-point conversion attempt. Cleveland is the worst 8-3 and three team I've seen in recent memory. I, I don't think they're that good. Um, let, let's, let's pull up their results so far this year. Um, they got destroyed by Baltimore in week one, 38-6. They beat the Bengals by five, the Redskins by two touchdowns, the Cowboys by 11, the Colts by nine. That's a good win. 32-23. That was at home in Cleveland. Then they got housed by Pittsburgh. They squeak by the Bengals by three. They lose to the Raiders by ten. They beat Houston by three. The Eagles by five. And the Jaguars by two. So, real quick, a little side note. Um, 
it was it was of of concern to to me that the aggregate score between last week's Eagles Browns game and the Penn State Michigan game, um, I just wanted Penn State and the Eagles to <laughs> to win the combined score, and because of the garbage time touchdown the Eagles got. That that helped me significantly. Did that push you over the top? I don't know that it. W- I still might have had it because Penn State made the stops at the end. Well, they went twenty seven seventeen. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it was. Uh, but actually, got no, it by five, right? Yeah, I got it by five. So that was the difference. That was the difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, but do you disagree? Like. Cleveland has no. one signature They're victory. Bad. They're bad. I, I only reason I look at this is because last year I feel like we had we had the conversation like you and I about like the Packers being the worst thirteen and three team that we'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And and I say that only because I know the the uh, the Packers last year lost to the Eagles. Um, and that was early in the season, but I remember the Eagles went there on the Thursday night and beat them, and it was like you know that that was eye opening and that was one of the reasons why the eagles made the playoffs last year cuz right. they beat the cowboys by a game um, i just yeah i'm just saying like i feel no, they, like, they probably are pretty bad i feel like cleveland setting up their fan base which they've tormented for two decades th- two and so, a half decades for failure what. to not make the playoffs again D- and at eight i know three. He, i know he threw a couple touchdowns today but baker mayfield does not look good he missed a guy so wide open in the end zone. And it was not a long throw. It was like a 15-yard throw. And he missed him by probably, well, he didn't miss him by 15 yards. But he, he missed by a few yards. And there was no one within 15 yards of the guy in the end zone. And he just threw it away. Like, it, it was bad. Um, I'll tell you, in talking to friends from Cleveland, like, they are all saying, like, Baker's regressing, like, he's not the guy, we need to get someone. Well, he looked good for the last, what, six or eight weeks of his rookie campaign, then last year was inconsistent. To be honest, the last two weeks, I'll kind of give him a pass. They won, but also, like, it has been, like, monsoon weather in Cleveland the last two weeks. So, like... Well, they played in Jacksonville today. Right, right. So, like, he, he, he played in nice weather today. And he, he played a little bit better, even though he missed some throws. He had a couple touchdown passes. But, like, I just, I guess I question the Cleveland your, defense if they're giving up 25 points to the Jaguars. See, and that's we're what, starting Mike Glennon and three right. rookies. We that, thought, we thought they were going to be better on defense than they are. They're not very good on defense. And that's going to be the problem down the stretch. Cause I just look at their next five games. They play at the Titans this week. Derrick Henry's better than any running game they faced the last few weeks. And, Ryan Tannehill's better quarterback right now than the quarterbacks they faced the last few weeks. Uh, well, other than maybe Deshaun. Yes. And again, yes. but you said the weather was awful for that Houston. No, it's terrible. Game in terrible. Cleveland. Yeah, I, I just I don't see them beating Tennessee. Now they that host... Houston Cleveland game was actually delayed because it was raining so hard. Was it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They then host Baltimore on Monday the fourteenth. I would think Baltimore would be back to full strength by then. Right. They got destroyed by them earlier in the year, week one. But are they better? Even though Baltimore may be sitting at six and five after Tuesday night, I feel like I it's a bad matchup for the Browns. I though. still think Baltimore's better than them. Right. Then they have to go to the Giants. Now, the Giants have won three in a row, first time in four years that that's happened, and they did just lose Daniel Jones. Do I think the Browns are better than the Giants? Yeah, it's in New Jersey technically. <laughs> um, I. I 
I don't think that's a gimme. Like, I don't think you'd be like, that's a Browns win. No. I don't think you could do that for almost any team. It's the the Browns. I'm never saying, no, it's an automatic win. So, I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's loss, loss, toss up, or at best, loss, toss up, toss up. Right. Then they go to the Jets again. Back to back games okay. in I the ta- same stadium. I, was say, I take it back. There is a guaranteed win. <laughs> Except if there was a team to do it, it would be the Browns, right? But that's the thing. Like the Jets aren't going 0 16, right? The Jets are going to win a game somewhere. They will because it'll screw up getting the number one draft pick. <laughs> no, they'd have to win twice. But like we saw t- the, the Jets team that Miami played today was better than the Jets team Miami played four weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, Darnold's back healthy. His receivers are healthy. They're going to put it together and beat someone. The Jets winning a couple isn't the worst thing that could happen for the Dolphins because maybe Gase will save his job. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so I'll give the win to Cleveland because I think Cleveland obviously is better than them. Right. So that's one win, one loss, and and maybe two toss-ups, if you want to count the Ravens as a toss-up. Then they play the Steelers. Oh, they're not going to win that game. Not when the Steelers are playing for something. If, if the Steelers are 15-0, they're playing for... Where is that game? Cleveland. All right. So Big Ben has a chance to get back, catch back up. And up until last week, he was the leading... He had the most wins in, that Brown, in Brown Stadium history. Oh, my god. Baker Mayfield tied him and then passed him. But... Big Ben could help help narrow the lead again. But Pittsburgh very well may be playing for something that they need to win that to they may have to go undefeated to stay in the one spot, is what well, I'm saying. And here's the thing, like in a weird way, Pittsburgh might be playing for more than the Browns are. Like, because the Steelers might might by then have the division locked up. But the Browns certainly won't have a wild card necessarily well, locked let, up. Let's say Cleveland's ten and five. But they they win two right. and lose two of their so next they're, four. They're not going to win the division, right? But they have to keep winning to get to the wild card. Could you imagine Cleveland goes eleven and five and doesn't make the playoffs? Is that a possibility? It can't be with the not extra with wild not card. with three wild cards. No, I wouldn't no. think so. But I, nothing's but it, a given. If it for could happen to a team, it, it would happen to the Browns. Um, so another weird game this week: Panthers Vikings in Minnesota. Oh, man. Minnesota wins 28-27. They're without Adam Thielen, thanks to Justin. It's his fault. <laughs> um, but the Panthers were losing, was it 14-7 to or 17-7? to And then on two plays by the Vikings offense, the Panthers took the lead. Right. Which is crazy to think about it, because I, I heard back to back Scott snaps. Hansen in Red Zone saying they had to check their stats to see had that ever happened And it was before. the same guy. It was the same guy, Jeremy Chin. Returned two fumbles for touchdowns on back-to-back Vikings offensive snaps. That's How insane to... is that? <laughs> That's crazy. And they still lose. <laughs> the Vikings came back and won 28-27. Now, Minnesota tried to give Carolina the oh uh, opportunity to steal it back, but Joey Sly's kick was wide left, and Minnesota holds on to win 28-27. I'm sure they're kicking themselves for losing to Dallas last week because they could be sitting there at 6-5 and five instead of 5-6. Right. and six. But Carolina drops to 4-8. and eight. It is what it is with them. I think we said last week we think they're actually a little bit better than we thought they were going to be this year yeah. under the first year of Matt Rule. They're, they're That's a, a little tough bit one away, today, but like, um, they're they're building. They got a lot of young pieces, and they're doing all of this without without uh, Christian, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, who I mean is a difference maker. So if he could just get healthy, that'd be right. great. Cardinals, Patriots, New England wins this one twenty to seventeen. They got a gift 
uh, roughing the passer or unsportsmanlike just, conduct, yeah, whatever. Just a late like, hit on a run. Uh, a supposed yeah. late hit on Cam Newton that put them in the uh, field goal range that gave them the victory. Now, obviously, Arizona contributed to their demise oh, yeah. in other ways, but Nick Folk kicked the 50-yard field goal with the clock hitting zero. Patriots won 20 to 17, salvaging a chance at wild card positioning. Yeah. They're now five and six. Well, and, and, and it's one of those where, like, are you going to bet against them? Right. Like, I yeah. know, I know it's all that I know, stuff's coming back. Right. I know you just look at it, but like, are you betting against them? Like, their defense has done some things the last, you know, every now and then you see glimpses. And this, this is where it gets scary. They had eight. They had like eight guys. Most of them defense have opt out this year. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be back next year, right? Like, so you add that in, oh, man. Like, I just, I just, it's let's worry about this year. One year at a time, Justin. One year man, at a time. I just, I just think they're gonna. Well, they they have to figure out quarterback. Cam Newton I, is not the answer, and I like Cam Newton. It's not the answer there, but I think he. I still think he might be good good enough for them this year. Like I wouldn't I don't think there's a team that if you like if your playoff hopes need to be determined, nobody's gonna want to have to play New England to determine your playoffs. Right. You know, even though what you said they're five and six right now? Yeah, five and six. So they're five and six. Like no one's gonna be like, Yeah, give me the Patriots. I'll count that as a win. So they're five and six. They play at SoFi against the Chargers this coming Sunday. Then the the Rams. I wonder if they're supposed to be staying out there. They play the Los Angeles Chargers and Los Angeles Rams back-to-back weeks, Sunday, Thursday. Man, that would suck to have to fly back to fly. Oh, man, that sucks a lot. That's too bad, isn't it? Chargers, Sunday the 6th at 425. Rams, Thursday the 10th at 820. That's a sneaky good game, though. Patriots at Rams. Yeah. They if they want to make the AFC playoffs, they need to beat the Chargers. It's interesting. Then they need to turn around and beat the Rams just a few days it's later. Because the Rams need to win that game too, though. That's, yeah. Then that's three straight road games if you're keeping track at home. Because then after back to back games in Los Angeles, they get to go to Miami, where they are not good, at least with Tom Brady at quarterback. As we saw the last few years. Well, Pete reminding everyone. Hi, Kenyon. Can't make that tackle, Gronk, huh? Um, so I'm, and I'm also, hoping... remember, that was huge because that gave the Chiefs the bye last that, that year. That was in New England last year, though. Right. Which okay, made it okay, even okay. crazier yeah, right, right. because New England was playing for something and Miami beat them mm-hmm. the last week of the season to uh, give the Chiefs the bye. And we all know how that ended. Gloriously. With Chad getting a ring. Yes. So. Um, so three straight road games for the Patriots here at Chargers, at Rams, at Dolphins. Then they have a Monday night date with the Bills in, or excuse me, in Foxborough, and then close with the Jets in Foxborough. They need to win what? They're five and six, so they need to win. So they have to win all five. They have, to win, say, five. They have to win out. So five gets them in. Four and one might it'll, it'll I, depend. I don't know that a nine and seven teams make it. I don't know either. Because you got know. the Browns at eight and three. Right. You got the Dolphins at seven and four. You have either the Colts or Titans, eight and three, seven and four. The one Ra- of those the teams. Ravens are there. You have right the now. Ravens who might be dropping to six and five, but I, I would I would t- take the Ravens. I would take the yeah. Ravens over them. Um 
But they beat the Ravens. They did. So they have the tiebreaker there. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know that the Patriots win five, like maybe get six in a With row. Three road trips. Three road this like, year. Road trips this tough year. Tough roads, like two LA, two LA, two Miami. As long as possible, right? So that's tough. So I don't think New England's making the playoffs, which they'll now win five in a row and then win a playoff game because I said that. Um, Dolphins, Jets, Miami wins twenty to three. Um, Miami goes to seven to four. Jets to so, zero and eleven. So one of the things that I took away, and this is just like this is me the optimist here, is like I was kind. This sounds terrible because I'm not rooting against them. I wanted I wanted the Dolphins to win, but like I was afraid they were going to go in and the offense was going to look brilliant under Fitzpatrick. They, they only and, and like, but you know what I mean? Like if he's there and he throws like four touchdowns, no, today yeah. and it's just like, uh, no, I think what happened, but is it wasn't acceptable. Right. Right. He was they, good enough for them to win the game, but there was no like, Oh gosh, what are, are we doing? Like we have to play. It's anyway. not like they won like 56 to three or something, right. you know, and he right. threw four touchdowns, especially against one. the jets, right. you know? So like, he played good enough to win. They got the job done. That's I thank good. you for your service. Yes. Tua will be back. Yes. As long as his thumb heals. Yes. Now, Miami hosts the next three games, kind of the opposite of the Patriots. They host the Bengals this week, which is a must you win. Must win. You must have win. to, if you want to make the playoffs, you have to beat the Bengals. We're all, with a backup uh, and, and That Dolphins, was a must win when Burrow was behind right. center. Now you, he's not even you're, there. You're at this spot, too, where you need. Like AFC victories, right? Because you've already played yourself out of a good Houston draft pick is the one you focus. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to have a high draft pick. Like, right. you're all in on making the playoffs now. Like, you that, have that's to what be, you yeah. have to. So they need to beat Cincinnati. Absolutely. Here. Like, you already had your one. Like, whoops, we made a mistake against Denver. Yeah, that was, that was just slip up. That was yep. just you cannot slip up against the Bengals. Then you got Kansas City. Uh, so, we'll chalk you know, that one. I up just this. like. It is what it is. Just don't no one get hurt. That At least game. it's in Miami. Right. Like that's like my, right. they play well in Miami, so that's why they need to beat Miami or Cincinnati in Miami. No excuses. You play the Chiefs. Hey, now you get a chance, a shot at one of the big boys. Right. Like show us what you got. Can you hang? Can you hang? Right. We'll Let's see. see. Like the defense has had some good games. Let's see what they can do against the Chiefs. Right. Make something happen on right. defense special teams and just let two in the offense do enough, and maybe you can stay in the game. Right. Then you have the Patriots, who carbonite for the majority of the last two years, you generally can maybe go 50-50 with them at home. This is a year that you should be better than them, at least as of late. You lost in Foxborough the first, first week by 10. Since then, both teams have kind of gone on opposite paths. Yeah, You have to show that things are changing and that you're going to take advantage of it by winning that game. I agree. If you go 2-1... and one, you're sitting at what nine and five with two weeks to play. You go to Las Vegas and you go to Buffalo. Man. So that's where it's at. They have to win two of the next three. Bengals is like, you have to win that game. You cannot lose to the Bengals next week. And then you have to beat either the Chiefs or Patriots to continue so to hold your. I know uh, it would take a little bit. To kind of go, but imagine if that was for the AFC East Championship, like well, and, and a potential home. It just playoff. depends on how Buffalo right. goes about that because they're they have a one game lead and they own currently the tiebreaker, 
But we said that they don't have an easy schedule at no. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, at Denver, at New England, Miami. Right. So the week after Miami hopefully beats the Patriots, we will be huge Patriots fans hoping they can beat Buffalo in Foxborough to set up a week 17 match where hopefully both teams are sitting at what would it be 10 and 5 then? Yeah. Both teams sitting at 10 and 5. Winner takes the east. So that would that would involve Buffalo going 2 and 2 over the next 4 and I think that's plausible. Right. 49ers Steelers Broncos Patriots. Right. They could be tied after next week. Cincinnati and San Francisco, the respectively the matchups. I would like that a lot. I would like that a lot. Um Saints Broncos, we talked about it a little bit today. Denver Man, what a crap show that was in the quarterback room. There's reports so, of them not not listening to NFL contact tracing and kind of a I don't know if they were lying to him, but they weren't being upfront about things. Um, so that was a major issue. Yeah, here here's the thing with that. When contact tracing is calling you, like they already know. Like they already There's know. Someone already told them. Right. They already know. Like um I get props to the guy that stepped in there for the for the Broncos yeah, and Kendall, I, Kendall Hinton, I think right? Was his name? And somebody, I saw this, and this this perfectly sums it up. Somebody's like, just remember this the next time you see somebody who's like, I could go out there and do better than that. Like, and people say that like sarcastically, but there are people who say that and they mean it, and they're wrong. Like this guy won a state championship. He was a state championship quarterback in high school. What? Went to Wake Forest. Wasn't going to be a quarterback, so they moved him to wide receiver. You know, is a practice squad guy. Like, but this this guy was a stud. Like, he was he was better than you. Not you know, he's better than you. I mean, he's better than me. Right, high school high school quarterback goes to Wake Forest. Is is a wide receiver. You know, just great athlete on the on the practice squad. All this stuff. They're like, and he's in there and could only complete one pass. And like, that's just that's how good it is. And like, you know. The Saints are a good defense, and they're up. You know, look what they've done to Tom Brady a couple times. Like, they didn't really have a shot. Honestly, the fact that the Broncos were able to keep it respectable in in a way, like I count today's game as a respectable loss. Like, the the score wouldn't have surprised me if they were playing with Drew Locke today. You know what I mean? Like, I so I'm not. Kudos to them for putting it together and, and just making it through and hopefully they can get some guys back uh quickly. Um and the tough thing is and we talked they can't they couldn't even like sign a guy and bring him in right. because of the because COVID of protocols period, you have yeah. the five days. So um, it was interesting because they wanted to break let one of their coaches, coaches to play. Yeah, and they said no and they said no. Which I understand if you do the NFL because that becomes a salary cap nightmare like trying to figure out are people stashing them in like well, coaching positions. Do it, right. right. But at the same time I'm like I feel like there's a way around it if you're like, hey, if all three or four of your quarterbacks are not allowed to play because of a global pandemic, you can bring in, like... Would it really uh, have been any different than a practice squad wide receiver, though? I get, like... No, no. I think all they're really saying is, like, this guy knows the playbook because he, I think he's the passing game coordinator, so, like, he knew the play calls, like, for everyone. quarterback in high school right, in college. Right, But, like, I also understand the NFL being, like, no, sorry. Listen, is, we're not listening that can of worms. Right. And it's not a this thing, but like, you know that everything, like, Bill Belichick would have been like, he was probably like watching that with like, like a hawk because he was about to sign, you know, some kind of position coordinator, you know, just to get people in there. But 
Yeah, so, so tough spot for the Broncos, yeah, but I don't think it changed. Well, it didn't change the outcome of that game. The, the Saints won thirty-one to three, improved to nine and two. They've won eight in a row. This is New Orleans' first win against the Broncos since Week Seventeen of nineteen ninety-four. Wow! The Broncos have beaten the Saints every time they've played since then until today, and it will be a memorable loss for sure. Yeah. 49ers Rams. This is a huge one in the NFC. The Rams fall to the 49ers, twenty-three to twenty. This one was in Los Angeles. Robbie Gold had a game-winning forty-two-yard field goal as time expired. San Francisco improves to five and six. They're getting healthier and a little bit dangerous. Thank you. Beat the Bills. Uh, the Rams fall to seven and four a week after looking like maybe they were the team out in the NFC yeah. West. Well, there all of a sudden Drew Brees is hurt. Packers look like they're you know uneven. They take it to Tampa, and you're like maybe the Rams are the team to beat. And then they look like garbage for three of the four quarters today. Yeah, they beat the Seahawks what two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know what's going on out there. Cardinals lose, Rams lose, Seahawks. I don't know. Are they going to lose tomorrow night? No. <laughs> um. Chiefs, Bucks, Kansas City jumped out to a huge lead, held on to win 27-24. Tampa Bay, man, we heard a lot of high praise about Tampa over the last few weeks, and they're seven and five. Seven and five. Uh the Chiefs are 10 and 1. Tyreek Hill had 13 receptions, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. And most of that damage was done in the first quarter. So, like, there was a play today, one of the plays. Mahomes just dropped back, stepped up, and just threw it. Not literally as far as he can, because he can throw it a mile, but just threw it far. Hey, Tyreek, go get it. And Tyreek just straight up just, there was no real route. He just ran straight down the field, past the defender. Hey, catch me if you can. And he couldn't. And Tyreek Hill catches it and, and walks into the end zone, 75-yard touchdown. So um, the Saints we're, we go back a few games. Saints are 9-2. and two. They play at Atlanta, at Philadelphia. Here's a good one for you. Sunday, December 20th. Saints. Chiefs. And it could be huge because they're both going to be playing for potential one seeds. And Breeze may be back. Right. So that would be a fun one. And then take the over. Um, Saints Vikings on Christmas, a Friday football game. That's an interesting scheduling quirk there. Friday mm-hmm. NFL action on December 25th in the, in the late afternoon. So Hey, if there's a year where we need Christmas football, this is the year, right? Because <laughs> yeah, regular plans... It. Out the window, probably. Like, let's get those football games on. Move all the games to Christmas Day. Like, <laughs> let's go. We should have a game a day for all of December. It should be like an advent calendar. Right. Just like an advent calendar out. of football. Who's playing tonight? All right. Well, oh, we're, man. We're, Jaguars. We're, Browns. Hey, we're, we're getting a start. Like, there's a game tomorrow. Like, there's a game on the first. So, like, that's right. Let's get this rolling. Hey, you guys don't have COVID right now? You're playing You're on playing, Wednesday. Hey, <laughs> lace them up. Let's go. All right, so that covers NFL Week 12. Obviously, Eagles-Seahawks is tomorrow night. Ravens-Steelers is Tuesday night. The huge game for Seattle. I mean, technically, it's a huge game for Philly, too, if they want to make the playoffs, you know, at 5-10-1. and So here's what I want to happen. I want the Eagles to either win out or I don't want them to lose out. But, like, I just... So, and there's all kinds of rumors. And this is what happens when you lose a lot and and you look terrible in doing it. There's all kinds of rumors that like Lori's fed up with it and just been disgusted. Like, you know, there was talk that he didn't go to Cleveland last week. Now, some of that they said was because he was going to visit his elderly mother for Thanksgiving. So he's limiting risks and things like that, which is all possible. Um, 
but when you're flying on your plane and you know, like right. I, had, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. And I think we talked about this with Paul last week. Like, I don't know what the fix is, but like playing more Jalen hurts, apparently. And I don't know that that's it. Like, I don't, Here, here's what's going to happen though. You want, I'll tell you, they're going to put hurts in. They're going to call the plays differently. They're going to call the plays differently, and it's going to be like work out for Jalen Hurts. Then they call for for Wentz, and they're going to be like, "Look," and I'm like, "Why don't you call those plays?" Like last week, all right. Last week, Wentz rolled out one time. That's one time. That's when he. That's where he's at his best. They called one rollout. Here's another one, Miles Sanders. Who I know he's had some. He's been nicked up a little bit this year, but. Relatively speaking, has had a really great start to his career, right? Does not have a game yet where he's been where he has 20 carries. And I know 20 carries is, is a really high mark in the NFL these days. But like we're talking, like he's your best offensive player. Give him the ball over and over again. Right. Like I, I don't understand. I don't understand any of it. I don't right. understand I just, any of it. But like I, I don't know. I think it, I'm telling you, it feels a lot like the Phillies after the 2008, where like they still had the pieces, but they got old in a hurry, right? Like 2011 came, they didn't get it done. 2012 hit hit you like a train. This is 20. This is the 2012 season for the Eagles. Like, and it happens. Teams catch that lightning in the bottle for that for that championship, and then like they hold on to it. You long. hold on to it. But not just with the stars, with like some of the other players, you know, with some of the other players, like Jason Peters, moving back to moving to right guard tonight or tomorrow night, you know, after he insisted they rework his deal. So just for the record, Jason Peters was a free agent. The Eagles did not did not sign him in the offseason. Then because of injuries, they they signed him because no one else signed Jason Peters, right? No one else wanted him. So the Eagles bring him in as as a guard. Then they have to shift left to tackle. tackle goes down. They need to shift and tackle. He says, "Hey, you're putting me back at tackle. I want to rework my my deal." Okay, gets moved back to guard. Now again, I'm all for the players getting the money they can. However, like he's not giving that money back now. <laughs> you know, like well, this is something that uh, we could have an entire episode. Oh about, my gosh, yeah. Um, in terms of players and teams and compensation. Right. Um, but we're running really long, so it's time to wrap things up. I do want to mention... Yeah, in short, the Eagles stink, and I don't know what the answer is. Congratulations to Penn State, though. Yes. Winning Dude, for the and, first and time you since and, December 29th and, and, of last year. And you year. and I said it. You and I said it. I didn't know that I could be so invested into a 0-5 football team. 5 and I watched the entire game. Yeah, me too. It was the first time all year I watched, I watched the, the entire, entire game. game. I watched most of the Indiana game. Unfortunately, yeah, me too. You're right. most of You're the right. Maryland game. No, this was the... I didn't I, after watch the Indiana much of the game, Ohio this is the State. one I watched the most of. I didn't watch much of the Ohio State game. I watched most of the Nebraska game, too. I didn't watch almost any of the Iowa game. I don't think I was around last Saturday to watch the Iowa. Yeah. I think I was just like, no. I'm not doing it. Why do this to me? Um, but I watched most, almost the entire game yesterday. I don't know why. I just felt good about the game yesterday. But there were we, moments where I didn't. But like, I was just, you know, why? Because I was like, 
they're going to win this game because it's going to be such big news that Jim Harbaugh, and, and here you go. I just want to throw this out there. Detroit Lions are looking for a coach. I, I know. Like, it he wouldn't, would he wouldn't well. even have to move. It would work he wouldn't well have to move. For Harbaugh, though, because he doesn't put Michigan in a bad situation. Michigan kind of gets out of it because he's on his last year, right? Like, they haven't extended him. Right. I think next year is the oh, next, next year. year. Well, I mean, either way, he needs an extension for recruiting purposes. Right. But I don't know that they want to give it to him. So right. He's the fourth highest paid coach, I think, in college football. And so, so Saban and Dabo are above him. I don't know who else Tom is. Herman? No, I think it might be it might be the guy at Oklahoma. Um, oh, um, oh, jeez, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. I was like, it starts with an L. Probably um, should be Ryan Day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, beating Michigan, awesome feeling. Beating Michigan at the Big House, even better. Beating Michigan at the Big House, coached by Jim Harbaugh. By it's the like way, that WWF the way, they have. Team. I don't know if it's their next game is home against Michigan State or if it's the Ohio State game, but they only have one more home game and they need to win it to not have a winless home like schedule. Isn't Penn State almost in the same situation? Penn State is in the same situation because their only win is on the road. But like Michigan has never had a winless home season. They play Michigan State at home. I don't know which one they no, played. No, I'm talking home. about Penn State. Oh, Penn State. Because they play at Rutgers this week. So yeah, they must so play at Michigan, at, State, Michigan at State at home the following week. Whew. Yeah. Hey, w- get on a little winning streak, go three and five, and then play someone like, like I, who did I say to you? Illinois, um, Purdue. Nebraska again? Like, I don't want to play a team again. No, I, mean, I don't I, either. Well, honestly, I do, because I think we should have beaten Nebraska to begin with. So take that, Andy. <laughs> Oh. All right. I think Andy would. Oh, I, I, no, there's no way he would prefer Penn State beat them. However, if it brought about change in Nebraska, I think he might be. He might accept the the ends, right. like you know the 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 result. But right. But, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for episode 317 of the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. We will be back in one week's time, Sunday, December sixth on episode 318 to talk about all the NFL action from week 13 and anything else in the sports world we want to talk about. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you'll be back again next week with us. See you all later. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.